0: the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball game uh, the other day on Monday and with my daughter and noticed one of my biggest pet peeves of all time. Biggest pet peeve is when you're a fan, you pay for your tickets, pay for your seats, especially me being the one that pays for three season tickets per year. And there's always parents who let kids from the age of five to maybe like 12, 13 years old do whatever they please, whenever they want? And the experience that I noticed of these two kids, um, or I believe it was their mom or grandma that brought them to the game, was way up in a different section. They came down and sat next to, in our set, in our row, um, which is front, basically front seat. Or front row to the actual uh, field and the to the right of the uh, vibes dugout. And I kid you not, these kids were calling everyone by like any batter that came up that maybe had a Hispanic um, heritage or like race or whatnot, instantly was calling them Quavo. Because they didn't know any better or their name. And, oh, hopefully Quavo does this. He hits the ball. But it would be some player that had, like, a very common American name or English name, per se, um, that it just amazes me when kids are allowed to do whatever they want, wherever they want, and no one really – attention to their kids they buy them tickets and they let them go now of course i'm not saying i was probably perfect as a kid um being at any baseball game nor saying my kids are but at least i teach my kids the right and wrong of you know hey that's that player's name it's on the scoreboard you can see who's batting it's announced to the crowd when they're up the bat or whatnot um another one of my pet peeves is people keep calling the players by their numbers um obviously the vibes don't have their number or names on the back of their jersey but that's another pet peeve of mine like you have a device in your pocket that you can look up the roster the roster is literally with numbers on the scoreboard um at all times so that's another pet peeve of mine but just that fan experience of these kids were also like harassing the dugout and I mean they were Dugout was going back with them as well because it, it was just outrageous comments these I would say probably nine ten year olds were making, um and even my eleven year old daughter was looking at me like, "Are you kidding me right now?" They weren't asking for balls; they were just talking. In my opinion, talking crap to the players and. I believe they're fans of the other team, which that doesn't really matter at all, but it was just, it was, it's a constant thing I see at baseball games or any sporting event where parents just let their kids go off and do whatever they want, and 90% of the time, it's not good behavior, and the, these these players out there, they're making barely any money trying to get onto a Major League Baseball team or back to, uh, Mexico to play for their equivalent of Major League Baseball. Um, they're they're working their butts off. They're injuring themselves for nothing, and you have these people in the crowd that are just insanely rude, especially kids. Now, don't get me wrong; I've seen my fair share of idiot adults out there that continue to do the same thing. But I just wanted to start off this podcast by saying. You know, if you have kids, you take them to the ball game like you can't control them running around, they're kids. They're they're going to do that. But at least teach them manners when they're talking and like yelling at anybody. It doesn't matter if they're players, staff, other people in the, the crowd, you name it. Like don't be rude to these people that you're paying to see. There's no this isn't a pro wrestling event. You're not there to scream and yell and and times cuss at the bad guys aka the heels of wrestling or the baby faces you're cheering um this that's not what this is this is professional sports and these players are especially them are younger generation of kids that are trying to make it where they can make a living off of baseball and it's completely uncalled for racism is not tolerated because i don't know if the kids or meaning to be racist or not whatever the case may be but you know just calling every uh hispanic heritage person by like a spanish word is obscene um so i i just want to take that time to start this podcast off and just say like you know be better people like if you don't like a call you want to yell at the umpire that's what we're there for we're fans um, If you want to sit there and yell at the pitcher, yell at the perfectly fine, but keep it nice. And if something really makes you mad at the game, you have the right. We're there to cheer on, but just parents teach your kids right and wrong. And also if you buy your kids tickets for certain seats, I don't care how empty that stadium is. If you're not with them, your kids should not be moving down to some other section, especially with, People that are sitting there and always are at those games, and there's no one else in that section. It's, it's uncalled for. They weren't trying to get a ball. They weren't trying to get anything except scream and yell at the players, which is just obscene. So I want to start out the podcast with that, and again, welcome you to Episode 2 of the Grand Slam Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and I want to jump right on into Week 3. I'm going to try to keep this episode a little short this week. Um, I am a little behind on getting the podcast up and recorded due to some uh, technical difficulties with the website point streak that um, I get all the stats from. A lot of the baseball for the Pioneer League and some other leagues around um, the Western divisions or whatnot are, for some odd reason, it goes to a 505 gateway error. Um, so. Point streak. If you have anyone listening to the podcast, I don't know what's going on with this, but this is a constant thing I keep coming across when I'm trying to get stats for uh, the Pioneer League. Uh, so the Week 3 review, I want to go first over, uh, like I did last week, with the points through week four weeks of baseball, a.k.a. 21 games. Uh, week 4, the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes scored 28 points. But they gave up 77 points. Um, on on the season, um, they've scored 119 points. And then um, to date, which is the 21 games, they've given up 240 points altogether. Um, I, let me just talk about this for a second. Because obviously we know these kids are young. Some of the pitchers are very young. I think there's some that are 15, 16 years old. Um, all the way up to 25. They're out there for inning after inning. Um, I did notice that in one of the Vibes games on Sunday where they lost 25 to nothing, they actually brought in Edgar Salazar and Jacob Barfield to actually pitch. Um, I was there and must have just not paid attention to all the pitcher changes that they actually brought in position players to pitch. So... The constant thing I've always noticed here in Colorado and the Colorado Rockies and these other organizations can sit here and blame the altitude level all they want but I, I just don't feel that's an excuse when the other team isn't giving up the exact same amount of runs when they're in Colorado Springs um, so that's that's my thing like the vibes so far have given up double just over double the amount of points that they've scored so far in 21 games. And there's got to be something. I know it's not always just the pitching staff. There are errors on the field that are causing runs to come in. There are drop balls in the outfield that are essentially allowing runs to come in. So there's a a team effort, obviously, in baseball that can contribute to that. But I feel that their strong point – or their weak point, essentially, that they need to work on and get stronger at, is pitching. Um, they have some great pitchers out there, I feel, and that's just one thing that essentially they need to continue to work on. Um, I I believe it's uh John Cora Cora, Cora and again, I'm gonna pronounce or butcher these names left and right, so I apologize to the players if they're listening or. Um, anybody on the team, it's going to take me a while to get used to some of uh, the pronunciations of the name. Um, but the week three leaders for the vibes, uh, Edgar Salazar is leading the vibes with four home runs. Uh, Jacob Barfield leading the um, average at uh, 0.386. Um, and Manny Alique, uh tied with Edgar Salazar for RBIs at nine. These two players Edgar and Manny are, <coughs> excuse me, destined to be pro athletes in the Major League Baseball or into uh, Major League Baseball in Mexico. Like these are huge numbers they've give, given RBIs, home runs, and stuff like that. Um, when we look at the pitcher side, uh, John Cora or Cora with the most strikeouts, which is twenty. Um Onis Farfan with the lowest ERA of 0.00%, which ties with the position players Jacob Barfield and Brand I correction earlier. It was not Edgar Salazar who came into the game the pitch. It was Brandon Perez, um, who both pitched in that 25 to nothing loss to the Raptors on Sunday. All of them are tied with a 0.00% ERA. Um I, my knowledge of it is they are they pitched very limited I think one or two batters. Um, Farfan is new to the team. Um, he was just signed recently. I believe looking at the Vibes transaction he was signed on uh, June 9th, 2021. So that that kind of puts into perspective that scenario as well of why their ERA is so low. Um, that'll change. Uh, Well, they may actually hold that ERA for good if they're not pitching again. So that may be a little bit of a skewed number and I'll keep an eye on that to really give the updated stats on pitching. Um, the vibes now are 11 games back after the third week, uh, from first place. but are sitting in third place now, um, with a seven and 14 record, uh, with the, uh, Hawks right behind them in last place at 6-15 and 15 and 12 games back from first. So it's going to be an interesting concept to really look at where the season goes. Um, I feel with the transactions that we're seeing across the Vibes. Um, June 9th had quite a bit of transactions. Uh, the Vibes did send two players down to Monclova, um, to their professional team, um, Aldo Villa Gomez, I believe is how you pronounce the name, and then Johnny Morel. Um, Both were placed on the inactive list to be assigned to the Major League Equivalent of the uh, MLB in Mexico. And then, of course, Onis Farfan, and then Israel Tofola, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Um, both were signed on June 9th. Um, Israel actually... Played a uh, um, his first game, I believe, on that Sunday. Um, or actually, it was Saturday, I believe. They he batted and uh, hit a base hit in the uh, ninth inning. And then Juan Val Val, I believe, is how you pronounce it, was also uh, placed on the inactive list and signed to Monclova on June 10th. That is all we have currently uh, for vibes transactions. Um, but I wanted to spend this time to give a shout-out, and this is probably going to be pretty rare on this podcast unless there is significance, but in, in this case, I want to give a, a shout-out to the Ogden Raptors' first base coach, Deron Davis. Um, where this shout-out comes from is this was the first time the, the Ogden Raptors came to Calder Springs, and... I kid you not that this guy he I think he's twenty-five, twenty-six years old. He um has retired from baseball and is just a coach now and um is out of Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, from what I've seen from his uh MLB M I L B profile, um and upon talking to him. Is his interaction with the fans goes such a long way and goes back to my opening topic of this podcast is the fan experience and uh Deron Davis is by far one of the nicest human beings I have ever met in my life in any professional sport game um and I've met quite a bit of players and things like that um throughout the years since I was a little kid on all sport levels, but there's was just a connection that he started talking to us fans, I think on Friday night, um when I or Thursday and Friday night when I um attended the games, he would kind of just chit chat back and forth with us that said in the front row or whatnot or in our section. And I gave him a shout out on Instagram on the podcast uh, stories or whatnot. Because his interaction was unlike anyone else. And no offense to anyone on the Rocky Mountain Vibes team. During the game, they're in the game. They're playing the game. The the first base coach, the coach, manager, you name it, they're playing. They're focused on the game. Raptors, on the other hand, they're focused on the game. And so is Davis. But the fact that the Raptors are scoring so much runs... Unfortunately, on our part, that there was time to kind of sit back and him to relax and tell his players what they needed to do on first base if they're stealing or advancing or what the case may be. Um, and he would jib-jab back and forth with us about laughing about stuff or looking at us like, you got to be kidding me, this inning's never going to end, and, of course, they're batting and scoring runs left and right. So it was just – it was – Comedy at its at its best, and at one point during the twenty-five to nothing game, believe it was the seventh inning where they had batted around almost twice in that inning, and at one point he had so many um, elbow pads and shin guards and things like that in his hand that um, another fan and us were were like kind of laughing at it because it. looked like he was about to drop everything he's like i should have should have stopped and got a wheelbarrow out here or something so we had that joke going forward as the games went on on sunday and set or monday sunday and monday or whatnot um every time he had start collecting more and more um shin guards and stuff so at that point like my daughter who's 11 years old Obviously, he was laughing around, laughing along with everything and talking. And um, He came up at one point and was talking to us more in general. So, after I gave him the shout-out and thanked him for that kind interaction with my daughter, that, that doesn't happen much. Um, when there's kids around, a lot of adults and stuff like that, you don't get that same interaction. And he took the time out to... Talk to my daughter, introduce himself, and uh, my daughter wanted his autograph, um, by far, wanted his autograph, is a huge fan of him now, even though he's not even a player, he's a coach. And on Monday, um, my daughter asked him if he could sign the baseball that she got after the game, once the game was over. Um, so we were sitting there, and... The game ends and and whatnot, and they're getting their equipment. They're going up. So I told her, I was like, he may not come back. There's a possibility they've got to get it back to the hotel. It's late um, and whatnot. And um, sure enough, he came over, took his time out, and autographed the ball for her, introduced himself, uh, had her introduce – I had her introduce herself to him, And they they chit-chatted back and forth. He signed the ball. Thank you for coming out. And we kind of had a conversation of if he was a player or whatnot and that he's retired now and now a coach. Um, But it was that interaction that you don't see. Um, A lot of the players, they are very nice. They are very approachable at this level of baseball. Um, I kind of was chit-chatting with a fan the – on Monday during the day game of how um, that whole fan experience is what I was talking about, of how he, this fan would come down from Denver, Colorado with his family, which is about, he said it was about a 75 mile drive from where he lived and they would spend the entire week and from Thursday to Monday in Colorado Springs, stay at a hotel and attend all the vibes games because they had rather support local baseball than support the overall Major League Baseball where they can't sit and have a conversation with a first baseman, a player. Um, he was having... We were having a conversation with the umpire that was at first base for a long time um, during between innings and things like that. So it's that fan experience that... People just don't understand um and I really wanted to again give a shout out to Deron Davis because on Tuesday was the last game it was probably the hottest game I've ever been at um it was humid, which is not normal for Col- for Colorado Springs or Colorado for that instance, and it was it was just uncomfortable to even be at the game um to sit around or whatnot, so we knew the time was coming we were about to leave, and um he came up to us and, and said thank you for interacting with him and having him enjoy his time here because on the road, he was saying he never has conversations with fans because they just don't interact. At home, obviously, fans at your home do. Um This was not the case. Um He said that he had never had such a great experience with fans for the vibes fans interact and had a great time. Um, Thank Trinity for coming out, which is my daughter's name or whatnot. And really showed that appreciation to us being there and whatnot. So it's, it's a great experience. I feel that does not happen all the time. And really shows a turning point, essentially, in what goes on with these younger younger people that are trying to play baseball, trying to advance, or maybe even retired and are now coaching. Um, when the Vibes had their previous team in 2019 that was the um, high A rookie league for the Milwaukee Brewers, at that very moment, we had a first base coach. Um, named Nick, oh, I can't remember his last name, um, but he was, he was the same type of way. He'd interact with us, he got my kids' balls all the time, he autographed stuff, I, I had a baseball card of his that I got off eBay, he autographed. Um, very nice guy, I think he's actually playing for Team Israel in the uh, Summer Olympics uh, coming up next month. Um, so, it's just one of those... Situations where it we appreciate that interaction, that overall connection to these people and these players and these coaching staffs and whatnot, because it's not always going to be here. There's been numerous times here in Colorado Springs that baseball may have been gone forever. Um, If it wasn't for someone else coming in and taking over or trying to excel what we had created, along with all the things that the Major League Baseball um, League tried to cut out for the essential minor leagues and all those issues that arise with budget cuts and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that we appreciate um, and... In all honesty, again, mad shout-out to the Ogden Raptors and your first base coach, Deron Davis. Um, y'all have a, a hell of a team out there. Um, you guys are still in first place, and from what I'm seeing, the major league major league teams here in the United States of America are paying attention. Uh, just in that series here in Collar Springs, the Ogden Raptors had two players, and, um, Contracts bought out by the um, by the uh, Chicago Cubs and the Colorado Rockies. So clearly, they either had scouts here or had their eyes on these players for a while. So it's always great to see that aspect of these players are getting the chance and they're getting noticed and they are getting called up and signed on to these major league teams or to a minor league. Position essentially to eventually get on to a major league team or whatnot. Um, so just want to end that uh, section of just that shout-out and then moving on to the Week 4 preview. Uh, the Vibes are traveling up uh, northwest to Great Falls, Montana to face the Great Falls Voyagers, who are currently sitting last in the Northern Division with 7 wins and 14 losses, um, the same as the Vibes um They essentially here's the schedule it starts tonight we're about four and a half hours away from when i'm recording this to the first pitch um at seven o'clock each game starts at seven um through saturday so uh tonight thursday friday and saturday all start at seven um you can stream the vibes games at bblnetwork.com that's p is in paul b is in bravo l is in larry network.com no cost can stream them directly there and then saturday or sunday's game on the 20th is at 4 p.m and then monday's game is on the at 7 p.m um that's uh the six game series will be a test, in my opinion, to both of the teams. I believe they are both teams are kind of sitting almost in the same situations in both the northern and southern divisions of the Pioneer League, and with pitching giving up a lot of runs and the bats not doing much for the vibes, um, this this series could set a tone for the rest of the season of who is going to remain in last place and have a hard time coming back um obviously the vibes are sitting in third place but they easily with a loss and a hawks win could change that all completely around um so again we're 21 games down in a 94 game season um so add a number another six games of that and we may need to see a reset from each team to really push forward towards the playoffs in september um i did kind of uh upon talking to deron davis um, on Tuesday or yesterday during the game, uh, or no, today is, yeah, um, on Monday, I apologize, on Monday, not Tuesday, um, on Monday on that last game, um, essentially, I, I, I've learned that they actually, the Vibes will be facing the Raptors in the last series in September heading into the playoffs, so there's got to be something done somewhere for the vibes to make the playoffs um so we'll look at that and kind of venture over that week after week to see where we sit um and kind of go from there um so the next uh big thing i wanted to do was to create a segment of this show that is called the history of baseball in color springs colorado now there's a great book out there by Roger P. Haydew, I believe is how you pronounce his name, and it's called Baseball in Color Springs. You can get this on Amazon. Um, here in Color Springs, Colorado, you can get it at Target stores. Um, but it basically goes over the history of how far back baseball really goes in Color Springs. And um, to be frankly honest with you, we're talking... Back to the nineteen or eighteen ninety, eighteen ninety six period of time. Um, Even before that, it looks like looking at this book, baseball started in uh, Denver back in eighteen seventy four, and eventually then uh, came down to uh, the Color Springs area. So I want to pick just one random fact out. And we will go to. All right, so this is an interesting uh, chapter. Five of this book is Harlem Globetrotters Softball and Black Baseball, 1930 to 1949. Um, so the uh, Harlem Globetrotters, a barnstorming Negro softball team, played the Pikespeak All Stars on August 4th, 1936. Robert Van Deer, shown in the picture in the book, um, was the catcher for the Globe Trotters because of his talent, he was regarded as the Black Mickey Charone Cockrone, I believe is how you pronounce it. Deer batted cleanup, and his uh, banter was a feature of his his game. A notable football player, he was said to have been offered a contract to play for the Chicago Bears. Um and then uh, he was also known known only as Zap and Jackson, which was on the team. Um, they were talented softball team members of the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, despite putting on a show for the fans, the Globetrotters were accomplished softball players. The game against the Pikes Peak All-Stars took place under the lights on the South Nevada Avenue Field. Um, which if you're from Colorado Springs around the area, um, there apparently used to be a baseball field on South Nevada. I'm not quite sure where exactly that was located. Um, but the uh, Harlem Globetrotters softball and baseball team were essentially um, traveled to Colorado uh, Springs to play the Pike Peak All-Stars um, quite often. So that's just a small... Um, history in baseball. I'm going to start picking out some um more history facts out of this and then essentially get into some stories of my own from being a fan growing up, uh more kind of like I did last week with the opening segment of the Calder Springs Sky Sox and then that first league year of the Rocky Mountain Vibes in 2019, um being a season ticket holder back then and now Uh, With this new league, per se, of the Pioneer League, it uh, rings a bell of a lot of stories in my head that um, I want to express and talk to, and I'm also looking for um, some guests on the podcast. I'm also looking for a co-host if you live in Color Springs and um, maybe even work at the Vibes or um, know players that are able to speak on the podcast. Give me a shout-out. Um, I look forward to essentially working with all them um, and kind of doing some interviews and getting some insights of the team. Um, but I just want to give in the wrap-up and closing segments as we are about 32 minutes into the podcast um, for this episode, just want to give those closing thoughts of, like I was saying, those fan experiences are what make people come back. So the more experiences these people have the more they're gonna show up to your games the more they're gonna do things like that so it's a common factor that you treat your fans good they'll come out they'll support you they'll buy season tickets they spend a lot of money on uh concessions beer drinks you name it uh, merchandise things like that um so that is my biggest Uh, thing with wrapping this show up is just be kind be positive in that aspect when you're at games we can all get heated and mad at a call or something you see a player do perfectly fine to be a fan but there's a limit that can be crossed Um, I wanted to give a kind of a preview of next week's episode and a main topic um, that will be my opening topic that I want to essentially uh speak about and that is the birth of a another um league essentially now of course this is Grand Slam podcast the unofficial at this point uh Rocky Mountain Vibes podcast um but there is a, another uh professional uh league in Colorado Springs that actually plays at the original baseball stadium where the um Collar Springs Sky Sox played um I believe before the nineteen eighties at Memorial Park. They are called the Collar Springs um I believe it's Snow Sox. Um I'm looking to see a little more into that uh team and kinda understand that because they are part of the Pecos League, I believe it is, and it's kind of an interesting take because they are almost on the exact same level as the vibes. Um, so be interesting to see if there's ever a inner league game between the two somewhere, um, or kind of get some no pun intended vibes of what exactly this league is about and what this team is about. Um, just, Proves that Colorado Springs is a great market for baseball and for teams in general to have fans flock. Um, we have a very large military presence in our town, which bring people left and right from all over the world, the country, um, into our backyard. And baseball is a prime sport that a lot of people like. Um, the other big thing I wanted to speak about next week as well in my, uh, in the podcast is essentially the negativity, not necessarily of the fan experience, but of the negativity of small businesses, which can resort into these like teams like the vibes or the snow socks or things like that of how much hatred they are getting. Um, the vibes got so much hatred for their name, their logo, their mascot when they first uh came about. They still to this day I'm sure are. Um, but it it's seems like in any kind of second dairy professional league that is not MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA, WNBA. Um, those major league sports that other professional leagues come in and everyone just completely craps on them and doesn't want anything to do with them. And there's so much negativity out there that we wonder why these companies and these organizations and whatnot create these leagues and go under without the support of the fans. And I think that's a major topic I want to talk about on next week's episode because it is, it's something I've noticed and I've stood up for the Rocky Mountain vibes from day one because, you know, it 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 fits Rocky Mountain vibes and their aspect of being good vibes and camping and making s'mores and being in the Rocky Mountains, you name it, it works. And there's just been a lot of negativity that I want to speak about and kind of dive deeper into um, because there is a correlation with other leagues Um, if you're aware of football leagues or whatnot the xfl um, that i was a huge fan of that is still trying to come back uh, despite the pandemic and then the overall different leagues and stuff that exist throughout everywhere so we look forward to Many more episodes of the Grand Slam podcast coming at you on all your favorite platforms. And soon enough, will be coming to YouTube for a weekly show as well um, with the podcast, just a video version of it. So look forward to presenting all that to you. And um, you guys have a great week. And we look uh, forward to this uh, week on the road for the Rocky Mountain Vibes and see what, uh comes for that keep an eye out on the grand slam podcast uh, instagram page for game details uh starting lineups final scores in game uh updates and things like that and we will go from there and y'all have a great week subscribe leave comment like the podcast on all your favorite uh, providers that is currently on And we were just added, as I had mentioned on Instagram, to iHeartRadio this week. So subscribe and rate the podcast. And I appreciate everyone listening and following. Everyone have a great week.